Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Roy Green Show on uh, this Sunday. We all know where we are when we get news about another terror attack. I was uh, sitting at home last night just doing a couple of things, and I received an email from a friend, and it started London. And I knew instinctively what it was, as we all do now. We're becoming more attuned to these tragic events, these horrendous attempts, uh, uh, attacks and the murders of the innocent. And we're going to be speaking about this entirely in the, in the first hour of the show today. Dr. Christian Luprecht will join us from uh, Queen's University and the Royal Military College, Monk Senior Fellow in Security and Defense at the McDonald laurier Institute. We'll speak with a former commanding officer of Joint Task Force 2, JTF2, Canada's Counterterrorism Special Forces Unit. What would uh, Colonel Steve Day suggest be done, not only in the UK, if we were in direct charge there, but what can JTF do do in this country? Because they have responsibility here. It's one of the few counterterrorism units globally which has domestic and international responsibilities. And uh, we'll be talking to um, global Winnipeg reporter, Zara Premji, who is in London and was about 15 minutes away from where that attack took place last night. So she'll be joining us before the end of the hour. But we'll start with uh, Redmond Shannon, who is a global national correspondent, joining us from the UK. Redmond, thank you for taking the time. And how much are authorities revealing about the attackers and whether there's a network they're working with? Uh, sorry, you'll have to repeat that question. Sorry, it's a little bit of a bad line. Sorry yeah. about that. Okay. Um, how much are the authorities revealing about the attackers, and is there talk about whether there's a network they're working with? That is, uh, we're still in the early days there, and what we know is that uh, there have been 12 arrests today in connection with uh, last night's attack. The three men um, who were shot dead by police, uh, it is believed that the arrests today were... um, came after a raid at the home of one of those men in London. Uh, when it comes to knowing about uh, that, whether it was part of a network, that's something that hasn't been revealed as yet. And in fact, when we look back at the Manchester attack two weeks ago, police did move over and back on that one. Authorities did initially say that it is possibly he acted alone, then said it was more likely a network and, and now have moved back towards believing that for the most part the attacker in Manchester two weeks ago worked alone. So uh, whatever we hear it will probably be something that, that could change uh, as the investigations could change over a period of time. There is, as we know, a Canadian among those murdered and it brings the tragedy home. 
And it speaks to the absolute and indiscriminate violence of last night in London and two weeks ago in Manchester. Now, I've read a great deal on Twitter today, and there's real anger and demands for more than just words like we'll stand together or our democratic way of liberal Western life will prevail. Tweets I've read are suggesting what is heard from politicians and what is seen to be being done will impact on the British election in the next few days. What is the mood? Does what I'm reading on Twitter reflect the mood of the people in the UK? Well, I think the, the mood, for the most part, obviously, is, well, initially just dismay that it's happened again, a surge attack in less than three months. And now it's getting to the stage of people wondering, well, where is this going to end? How will this ever end? What can be done? Uh, when, what uh, a certain twi- what your Twitter timeline or my Twitter timeline or any of Twitter timeline, what that represents, well, it, it's hard to say a great back to what people are saying across society. But I think for the most part, your average person in the UK is just wondering, how will this ever end? Um, yeah. Theresa May came out today and she had, she said, use the term enough is enough. Um, now, exactly what that means, we have yet to find out. But she did say that it's four. There are four areas that she says to be to be tackled. The first is to tackle the the roots of extremism within the UK. Um, secondly, to tackle it online and to work with internet service providers, work with social media uh, companies uh, to tackle the propagation of extremists extremism online. Um, thirdly, she said, uh, quite interestingly, she said it, there's too much tolerance now for extremism in society in the UK. And she says that's something that needs to be done and that will require some very uncomfortable and difficult conversations within society in the UK. She said, finally, the, the fourth area, she says, is that security powers need to be increased for security services in the UK. They have already certainly been ramped up considerably over the last number of years. What that would eventually mean, who knows? Will we go back? Will we end up with? Uh, could we have an internment like in the worst of the days with the IRA in Northern Ireland, where people were imprisoned without trial? Do we go that far? Is that something? That's certainly not something that the main center or something he has mentioned. But I'm certainly sure it's something that people on Twitter are talking about. Um, what, uh, how this will affect Thursday's election? Well, we don't know until we won't know until uh, Friday morning, and we'll we'll never really know what would have happened. Were there no attacks, or, or what the difference would be? But um, it's going to be a few days, obviously, before before this election. Um, uh, campaigning will resume tomorrow, and uh, it will go ahead as scheduled on Thursday. Uh, Redmond, what about, and I've heard this talked about, not only as far as the U.K. is concerned, but today specifically, the U.K., returning British citizens who went to Syria and fought alongside ISIS, who are now going home, they're battle-hardened, they're committed to ISIS, they're committed to jihad. How much of an issue is that, and is there the appropriate, is there the ability, the security forces have the ability to watch these people as diligently as as they should we hear time and again in this country in canada that we just don't have enough security personnel to watch the people that need to be watched what about that factor 
I'm, it's a similar problem here. I mean, and in the many countries in France too, it's just physically impossible to monitor every individual who is perhaps under police and security services radar because you need dozens of individuals to adequately and correctly and properly monitor anybody's movements and activities. So they have to prioritize. Uh, they have to um, look at who is most likely uh, to, to, to perhaps do something and most likely to do something significant. And when you're talking about, in this case, what it looks like is three men who rented a van and then got out of the van with knives. How, if they decided to just talk amongst themselves, uh, how can security services stop that? You can't take away vans from people. You can't take away kitchen knives from people. Um, it's about, I suppose, it's a broader issue of stamping out the extremist ideologies, but that's a difficult thing to do. Right. Um, and if somebody is perhaps mentally disturbed and of a certain faith uh, decides that they are sick and tired of everything, well, they'll grab onto a certain ideology that exists, no matter how marginal it is, and they will perhaps use that. So it's, it's a very difficult question to answer, and it's something that's going to be front and center for quite a while here in the UK. There are so many difficult questions that are going to have to be answered and ha- answered fairly rapidly within the context of the time frame involved. Redmond, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Redmond Shannon, a global national news correspondent, joining us from London. When we come back, we'll speak with Lieutenant Colonel Steve Day, the former commanding officer of Joint Task Force 2, Canada's Counterterrorism Special Forces Unit, And what is the role JTF2 can and should be playing in keeping Canada safe from terror attacks? We do know that one Canadian was among those murdered last night in London. Stay with us on the Roy Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network.